Welcome to the Art and Life Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Gallegos. My intention with this experiment is to inspire hope and inspiration in your creative pursuits. Follow along as I interview artists, makers, entrepreneurs, and creatives from all walks of life. Listen while you work, listen while you create, listen while you dream up the next breakthrough idea. It's possible to make a life from your art, skill, or craft, whatever that may be. These interviews are evidence of that fact. If you enjoy what you hear, please subscribe to the show and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Share this with your friends, family, and all those creative people you know out there. Now, let's dive into this concept we call creativity. What's happening, art lovers? Taylor G here, and I've got a really fun episode today. In this episode, I interview Brock Sanders. Brock lives in Encinitas, California. He is the drummer in the band The Resonators. Now, I've interviewed Kyle and Kevin from The Resonators before. You can go back to those episodes and check out those dudes. Um, And so, yeah, I wanted to finish out the set here and interview Brock. In this interview, in this episode, we talk about drumming, uh, working with a band, developing a song. Uh, We get pretty philosophical there for a little bit, which is what I really love. And uh, yeah, it was great. Brock is awesome. He's only 23 years old, but the kid's got this deep wisdom to him that is always just surprising to me. Um, ever since I met him, I was like, wow, you're awesome. Um, you know, one of those like strikingly awesome people. You don't always run into those, but he is one. And, um, yeah, this, this episode was great. Brock's, Brock's so fucking cool. I just got to tell you that. Uh, so yeah, if you enjoy what you hear, you know, share this out. Share this to your friends that are musical, that are creative, that are making moves in their own world. This is this podcast is intended to be listened to while you make your art, while you are creative, while you're looking for creative inspiration in one way or the other. This is for you. So, uh, yeah, share this to all the creatives out there. Much love for creative pursuits. That's That's what we're going for here. And with that, I'm going to just, I'm just going to shut up right now and let Brock talk. So, Brock Sanders. Welcome, 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 welcome everybody, art lovers, friends, family, uh, music lovers, everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Taylor Gallegos, and with me today is Brock Sanders of The Resonators. Now, you guys have heard The Resonators, uh, you heard Kyle and Kevin, uh, they were on previous episodes, and so we had to finish this out with the drummer, Brock. So, Brock, thanks for being on the show. Absolutely, man. Thank you for having me. I'm, yeah. I'm excited and nervous to be here. It's my first uh, interview I've ever had. You're nervous? I'm nervous, man. What does that feel Shaking like right now? Boots. Do you get nervous for shows? No, it's just talking for me. It's conversating, you know, it's, it's always kind of puts me on edge a little bit yeah. sometimes. Why do you think that is? I don't know. I don't know why. It's a... Uh, when I'm on stage, I get into a zone. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's just, like, me being me. And, like, it's very... It's separate from, you know, conversation. Totally. Yeah. Um, so I've been doing this thing called Toastmasters recently. It's like this club, it's an international club, and it's like a place where people get better at speaking, public speaking. And it's cool because it kind of intertwines with uh, meditation and yoga and what I've been learning in that. Mm -hmm. And so much of it, it helps to like just breathe. So my one piece of advice for everybody out there, what I've been learning is just like, take if you get nervous, you feel anything, just take a big deep breath in, let it all out. Feel better? I feel right along. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to uh, start by just telling us your life story, where, you, where you're from? Yeah, sure. How you got to here, what you do? Um, well, I'm 
I'll start out by saying I'm 23, I think. Yeah, I'm 23. 23. Yeah, I grew up in central Oregon, uh, out in a little small farm town. And I've just been playing music ever since I was a little kid. Got my first drum set when I was 13. And uh, pretty much long story short, I, I went to community college for a couple years and then dropped out and started my first band, Luke and the Boys, with a couple of high school buddies. And ever since then, I've been in about three, four now bands and just moving all over and, you know, just doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And so then you met the Resonators. Tell that story. Okay, so uh, I had an ad on Craigslist. I, I had just gotten back from a, uh, a nationwide tour with this band from San Jose previously. And I'd just gotten back, and I was living with the parents at the time. And I had a Craigslist ad that said, um, uh, Phil's that kills, something like that. Some kind of clever thing. I forget what it was, but they reached out. And I went over there, and we jammed, and uh, it went super smoothly. And the rest is history. I just kind of like, you know, wiggled my way into their world. And a few years later, now we're in San Diego. Yeah. Yeah, and they're, they're like, hey, we're moving, and you... I'm like, yeah, I like California. <laughs> <laughs> place is cool. Yeah, and now you're here, you guys are making moves, and uh, so you live in Encinitas. You and uh, Kevin live together with other roommates also. Yep, Kevin and uh, his girlfriend, Jamie, she's a sweetheart, she's the best. Yeah. And uh, the bass player for the Skylar Lutz band down here. Uh, from Ocean Beach is also our roommate, Grayson. Yeah. And you guys have your studio in what used to be the garage. What used to be the garage, But yeah. it's like... It was never a, a garage for us. No. When we moved in, it was like already turned into like... Because the guy, the landlord who lived there was like an EDM producer. Okay. So he was fixing to like do it all up and then they moved out. That's right. Yeah. Okay. And Taryn worked with him a little bit on that. Yeah, some music on stuff. Music. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Nice. And so now you're rocking out and... You guys, I mean, okay, so we could dive right into the COVID thing now, how it's oh. like, I mean, okay, so you're a band. You right. guys were playing shows all the time. Oh, yeah. And now your whole world has sort of been yeah. shifted. I mean, we had some big shows coming up. We were going to be playing a big show with uh, Tomorrow's Bad Seeds in Pacific Beach, and that was just the start, and we had a, a whole tour we were thinking about doing, and then shit hit the fan. And we haven't played a show in three months other than a house show. Yeah. And so, like, to deal with that, the entire industry really has been moving to streaming, as you know. So we've we've been kind of doing that. But it's really all this time off is, has made us think about all of the different avenues that we can engage with the fan base, you know. So streaming is one part of it. But, like, you know us, we're pretty goofy. So we like to put out these, like, funny videos and stuff like that. So we've been working on that and utilizing, you know, like YouTube. So we've got a few different projects that we're recording and putting out. But yeah, it's it's been it's been hard. Luckily, fans out there are the best and willing to, you know, donate for live streams and stuff like that and buying merch. I've been mailing out a ton of merch, so nice keeps us going. So tell, uh, I mean, a lot of these people listening probably won't have heard you yet. Um, I mean, some of them will, but there's new people all the time. And so tell them about your social media approach. Because I, I feel like, I mean, from what I'm learning and what I've learned as an artist in, in terms of small business, mm -hmm. I'm always reading books and listening to stuff. Like, And what I'm seeing is, like, community is the glue. Mm -hmm. Like, you can have all the pieces in place, but without the glue, it's not going to hold together. And it's like... Um, the glue being, like, the interaction. The glue uh, being, like, the like the gravity that, like, holds everything together, right. holds your business together. It, like, it's it's kind of like your lifeblood, mm -hmm. or, or at least it, like, connects all the different yeah. pieces. Well, um, yeah, with music, fan base is the lifeblood. And yeah. with art, yeah, same thing. People who love your art are going to come and buy your stuff or go to a gallery and yeah. ask you to paint things. So, yeah, it's... The, the best way for us to keep it going, like recently we just made a group on Facebook, The Resonation. Nice. I'm sure, I don't know if you're, if you accepted our invite or got one yet I'm online. I'm not sure if I have. It's, it's I pretty will. cool. We just, I think we just passed like 
1,200 people are in the group now. Yeah. And so it's great because when you post on there, it's different than a page. So when, a, when like the resonators post on our page, the people that are following it may get a notification, they may not, but when people are in a group, everybody in it, including us who post things, we all get a notification, we all see it, and we can all interact. Yeah. And so it's very much like a, it's a community, in a sense, online. So we've been utilizing that. And just like you know, because then you don't need to worry about the algorithms and like exactly yeah, and who it's gonna show up on their feed and whatnot. You know, it's that's like, awesome. Yeah, it's a great way to do it. And then there's so many people out there that we don't really know that are fans come in and then they share like a post or like a screenshot of you know like our music on their phone or something like that. And it's just like you guys are awesome. You know? <laughs> that's the best. That's a good it's a great feeling. feeling. But yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah another thing i wanted to dive into well okay so then your live streams mm-hmm. like those have turned into a, a thing and yeah and it seems like you guys are experiencing a little bit of success there a building. little bit it's been a little bit of a um what's it called try and failure yeah because there's like all these different platforms you know there's instagram Facebook, YouTube, and interesting enough on YouTube, you can't really go live unless you have over a thousand followers on YouTube, and we just hit like 90 the other day, so we got got a little bit of climb to do there, but yeah, it's been like, so far the best way to do it is on Facebook, because on Instagram, you can't like go landscape mode, so like the camera angle, you're very limited, which is weird. And you guys are three people, and, and you're yeah, a wide frame. You got to fit the whole band in there. It can't totally. just be like unless somebody's filming us the whole time, which right hurts ears right. <laughs> for, for people. But yeah, interesting. Yeah, it's like switching formats is just such a challenge, and you're gonna run into all these different things. But I feel like it's I feel like it's awesome that you guys are doing that and going mm-hmm. after it because the only way through it is through it. You know, like, yeah. there's no easy way to learn. Uh, lessons are either expensive in time, energy, or money. Mm-hmm. And so you, you've got to pay one way or the other. Yeah, exactly. And you guys are doing it. And it's, I mean, it's awesome. I feel like that's one thing that uh, I really admire about you guys is that you are, you are going after it. You know, you've, like, moved here. You're playing music all the time. You're writing songs. You're recording. You guys, like... I hang out with you guys fairly regularly mm-hmm. and barbecue, and you guys are all just like musical as fuck, you know? Like, yeah. You're all singing together and like playing music here and there. It's like, uh, it's just, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's the dream for us. And like, I feel the same way about you. Like, you're a guy, in my regards, is someone who's doing it. You're literally doing it. Like, you're living off of your talent and your skill and your work ethic and your art. And it's, like, yeah. it's one of those things I, like, I look up to for real. And, like, it feels good to hear you say that about us, you know? Like, it's it's hard. Oh, yeah. It's hard. It's really hard. And that's why, I mean, and I, I feel like you guys have a ton of potential. And that's why I'm always calling up like I've known Kyle for the longest we're, yeah. we're, we've been longtime buddies and so I'm always just calling him up and saying like hey I just read this book like you have to check this book yeah. out or like have you guys thought about this or blah 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 because uh, yeah I mean you guys have I feel like for any creative too like the first yeah. thing is to to create the thing to build the energy around whatever it is you make sculptures you make music you make paintings you gotta get good at that and then from there, you can build on that and build your community, build, and then from there, you can start to see, like, what people want, how they want it, and then, like, start packaging it for them in yeah. those ways. And it's great for, for artists, like, the artist community in itself, the, the, like, the peer reviews, you know what I mean? Like, like, you saying, hey, check out this book, or, like, if you were to, if we were to send you a piece of music, we'd be like, hey, what are your thoughts? Yeah. You know? And that's, like, very valuable. Yeah. Yeah critique i mean in art Mm -hmm. school it's like that's that's one of the most valuable things i think that you gain in art school is going through critiques because you get used to creating your art putting it on display for everybody to acknowledge and like take in and then they tell you what's wrong what they see is wrong with it or where you can improve and all this and like you you go you at, at first it stings 
right. to be critiqued yeah. on the thing on Nobody your, likes your to baby that you just made. Whatever they made was shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but sometimes it is. Yeah. And the, with the intention of a critique in being like the betterment of the art, mm-hmm. then once you realize that, then you get out of the way and you don't take it personally anymore. You're just like, this is what I made with my heart and soul, mm-hmm. but I realize that it's not perfect. Right. And so, and my intention is to make it better. How can, how do you see me being able to yeah. make it better? And when you can get over that, like it just opens up the door for so much growth. It's, yeah, it's like getting out of the way of yourself. Yes. Yeah, it's interesting. I find that all the time. Cause like, as a drummer, I'm the guy, like that's the thing I'm best at, but I'm learning like guitar, piano and stuff. Like I've wrote a few songs. But I always am, always, you know, you got to do, you got to work with what you're best at, I feel like, you know, and that you should do that the most. But like, when I go to try to to write a song, it always takes that much longer when I'm on the guitar than if I were to just get on the drums and kind of like go with it like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's like your original frame of reference. Exactly. Yeah. And it's hard. It's hard to like get out of that perspective I don't know it's like a subjective kind of thing yeah yeah well and I've heard it in business I sat in on this guy Rory Vaden's talk one time at a conference thing business conference and he talked about Sheena Han's wall is this concept of Sheena Sheena Han yeah some guy I Hmm. don't know but the idea is that if you have a bunch of irons in the fire if you have a bunch of different outlets and you try to jump over that wall and break break through in your business and your industry but you're trying to do it in too many ways and your energy is split exactly so what you should do is focus on the thing that you're best at Mm -hmm. and then break through the wall or jump over the wall and then once you're on the other side of the wall then you can expand out right and you can start like trying all the different things because then you're you have your audience it's captive you have your income stream you right so it's like similar is it better being mediocre at a bunch of things or is it better being a master at one thing yeah probably be a master and then once you're a master at that and yeah. you're, you're past the master level then you're like all right now and i'll I'm, track around none of us are there on our instruments by any means but you know but you guys are you guys are going after it you're going you're, we're trying, you're trying to learn all of them and stuff like, yeah, yeah and you're trying to break through the wall and the wall as a musician you know like you guys are in southern california where there's there's a lot of bands and a lot of musicians. A lot of opportunity down here. Yep, exactly. And I love that you just said that because I feel like that's... The, the key is to have a balanced ego. Mm-hmm. Like you, oh, don't, you don't want your ego too big thinking that you're hot shit. Oh, I'm the fucking yep. best. Yep. Everybody's going to come to my show. Yep. Yeah. And then because then you're putting yourself above others. But you also don't want to think that you're not as good as others or don't have the same opportunities as others yeah because then you're you're just like putting everyone else on a pedestal so really the 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 key is to feel that you are just as capable as anybody else if you put in the time energy focus everything Mm -hmm. to have those opportunities and so uh and that's every musician struggles with that for sure yeah i definitely do and that you know the bigger shows that you play the the more you see the people after you play and you're like oh god they're so good. What did I just look like up there? You know, like it goes, it goes through your mind in- inevitably. Yeah. But, but some of that is like a subjective perspective. Right. Too. Yeah. Like a lot of times, especially with art, we see it all the time. Like when I'm making a painting, I spend so many hours with it that when I look at it again, I don't have the wow factor right. hitting me and you guys are developing a song for however long and then you play it. And even when you hear it, it's like, okay, cool. And you're, you're hearing the like little nuances of details. You're not being hit with it. Like the, like a wave mm-hmm. all at once. Like when someone walks into a bar and they, and you guys are on stage and you like, they hear your song for the first time, they're getting hit with the entire effect all at once. Same thing as when they walk up to a painting of mine. Right. And so that's like the subjective element of you versus somebody else like someone other band you know like you they might feel the same way about you guys right as you do about them but that'll never come to surface you know yeah most of the time yeah I mean, yeah especially if they're the 
headlining band and you're the one that's right. supporting them. We open you might for the opener's that. opener. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to start somewhere, man. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I wanted to ask you, for me, when I'm making music, um, it's always been my ears. My ears are what drives my art. It's very interesting. Like, visually, I can't draw. You know that. I've been trying. I've practiced. I took your advice. I bought a little sketchbook. I, I mean, I haven't done it as often as I'd like to, but it's just kind of like, eh. yeah. <laughs> you know, just put it to the side. But for you, is it is when you're coming up with a concept for a painting, are you using your eyes? Or are you using your imagination? What's mm-hmm. like the sense that drives your art? Yeah, it's probably the imagination, imagination. or like the intuitive element. It's like seeing a scene. It's like, it's not just the visual element. It's like the feeling of it which I imagine is kind of like you kind of write, like writing a song like very much you the know feeling. yeah you wanted it to have this like like I could describe it as like you know maybe like a sunrise with some fog and mist and like you know yeah down by a pond like a right. cool whatever so then I'm gonna try to create that feeling like, so, like yeah. you know soft like yeah yeah and so then yeah it's probably a similar type thing yeah it's whatever the sound evokes that feeling and like even when I'm drumming I'll hear I'll hear the drum fill before I play it so like I'm I'm like seconds ahead in a song I'll be like playing a groove and I'll hear or something like that like that's what's going on in my in my mind yeah when when it comes to like music and stuff yeah it's weird that's awesome and drumming is one of the, I mean, you say you can't draw. Drumming is one of the most challenging things that I've tried. My old, my old roommate was a drummer, uh, and he's in, in Wasteland Hop, band out of Colorado. And he, so I would just like, we'd hang out all the time. He'd be drumming, I'd be drawing. And, right. Uh, I'd try every once in a while. But it's like the coordination and like, why don't you talk about that a little bit? Like, you're, you have... <clears throat> Two feet and two hands that yeah. are all moving in different directions at different times, holding different beats and rhythms. Like, yeah. how the hell does that even work? Um, it, it, I mean, for me, it always came quite natural, but I'll tell you a story. When I was in middle school, my uh, band teacher, Mr. Rundle, he had everybody in the class um, try to master this. And it's this thing where you start with your right foot and you count to Four, so you'd go one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. So your right foot is on every one, okay. and your left is on every quarter. So it'd be one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. So you got one going twice as fast as the other. Okay. And then you would do the same with your hands. So and then, but you would speed it up from your left foot. So you'd go. Uh. And I was the first one in the class to get the Snickers bar. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's how he would re- reward you. <laughs> and ever since that moment, it was, I, I realized that, like, yeah, drumming is what I want to do. This is awesome. Like, it, it was just so natural for me. But it's, it definitely takes a lot of practice. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> you're not just going to get on the drums and, and even just, like, play a simple groove. Like, nobody can, can really do that. But hours and hours and hours of practice. And for some reason, I think it connects when you're practicing, hitting things at the right time with all of your different limbs. There's this weird neural, like body-mind thing that happens, especially with my ears. Like my ears tell my limbs what to play. Yeah. It's interesting. It's weird. It's great. Yeah. (laughs) It's like a musical superpower. (laughs) I don't know. It is, and that's what it looks like. From watching you guys play, it seems like you uh like you you sort of transform into like a different being mm-hmm. um you kind of just like become animal on the drums and it's the like, embodiment but of like so sharp face. too yeah so it's the embodiment of what a drum face yes yep that's what i look like on the drums i'm like bug eyes mouth open yeah tongue out completely in the zone <laughs> yeah <laughs> like a million miles away but right there at the same time mm-hmm yeah, it's, it's, yeah, very focus-driven, but it's exhausting. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, that's the zone, and I talk about it in terms of art and mm-hmm. making art and painting all the time, how, like, I'll get into the zone, and then time sort of changes shape. It goes, 
yeah. super fast and really slow all at the same time. It's that flow, that yeah. flow state. Yeah. yeah. Like what? What is that? Go into that a little bit. Flow state, like for me, I mean, it, it happens rarely to me for some reason. Cause like, I have to. I, sometimes I have to force myself to get into my creative zone. So like, but once I'm finally there after like a little warm up, it it becomes like a. I don't know, it's, it's warm and timeless, like you said, you know what I mean? And it's just kind of the creative essence, like the essence of creativity is in that, in that fleeting moment. Yeah. Yeah. And Can you get into it? Go, sorry, go ahead. No, what were you going to ask? Can you get into it by doing like a warm-up song? A lot or? of times it, the warm-up helps. When, when the body's warm and like ready, that's, that's when, like how, how would you warm up to painting? Is there... Is it the, the the thinking, the imagination? Is it the visual? Mm, yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I, I feel like it, it needs to get... Like, some amount of time needs to go by. Yeah. Um, it's hard to just, like, get into the zone. It's I like meditating. To, it is. Yeah. Like, yeah. take some breaths, get, some, get it going, turn on some music, start rocking out. Yeah, I, I love listening to music or... Like, when I listen to podcasts, it... It also happens, but I'm it's I'm more in my thinking mind mm-hmm. and less in my like feeling mind. Yeah. And so then it takes longer, uh, but or or it's it's just not quite the same. I don't detach from regular three dimensional reality as yeah. much. Okay. Um, so yeah. do you ever notice like a difference between like, say you're listening to a podcast and painting? Is it more of like a logical kind of painting? I don't Definitely. Know, other than like a creative, you know more beautiful-esque kind yep. of painting. Like, I get a lot more abstract yeah. when I'm just, when I'm listening to music. And different kinds of music will affect me differently. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. It's cool. Do you feel like, you, I mean, every practice that you guys have, do you, well, there's probably a lot of, like, construction of songs that are happening during practices that don't allow you to get into that zone. Is that right? Or do, you, do, it, or do you get into it every time? It's... It depends, like, so last practice, um, we're writing this song called Callback, and it was good, it was cool, but it's, it was very, like, pop rock-esque, and it needed something cool, so Kevin brought to the table this weird, like, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers-esque breakdown on the bass, like, like, something very cool, but it was, it was in a wrong key, it was like a minor, so we, like, we had to go through working it out to make it sound right. And then once it was there, we jam on it for five, ten minutes. And then once you got it, that you hit it immediately. It's like fitting the puzzle pieces together. Yeah. And then we all get connected, and we're just jamming on something. And then it continues after we have the bass and the drums, like the rhythm down. Kyle gets in, and he starts doing some crazy melodic shit on the guitar. And I'm just looking at him like, yeah, that was badass. <laughs> and, it, and it happens almost every time, but not every time. But it, it is fairly, it's not easy, but when, when the drive is there to get to that point, I feel like, to, to complete something, it, it usually happens for us. Yep, yep. And I'm starting to, I've done this enough times, done enough paintings where I'm seeing the flow of a successful painting. And it takes, it takes that like real messy part, kind of like you're talking about, where mm-hmm. you, like, you throw a bunch of puzzle pieces on the table and then you started arranging them and it looks like a total clusterfuck. And then at a certain point, things like the image starts to take shape. And then that's, I feel like, when the zone element really kicks in. Because mm-hmm. I stop thinking about it so much and I just start intuitively arranging right. you kinda know where to my go. puzzle pieces. And then like, and then the momentum starts to pick up. Yeah. And then it's like, oh yeah, this, and then I start thinking, it, or not thinking it, just like, intuitively knowing that I'm going to do these steps ahead of this and then this is when it's going to be done and like right. and then I throw the paintbrushes on the ground and yell out yes victory <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome it's a beautiful feeling yeah yeah that's why we do it absolutely <laughs> it really is this is what it's all about it's the release yeah it's, it's it's definitely a high do you feel like, okay, so Adam, my drummer buddy, mm-hmm. he talks about sometimes the, uh, one of the challenges he feels like as the drummer is that when the energy is really high at a show mm-hmm. and everything's going awesome, it's 
like one of the biggest challenges is to not speed up the tempo mm-hmm. because like the excitement's going you're like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you want to go faster but like yeah. you have to go slow because the guitarist has to play this like crazy riff that yeah. you know if you speed up they're fucked there's there's this song that we play of ours called cut slack girl and I wouldn't say it's happened recently a whole lot, but within the last year, you know, just like tightening up ourselves, we'd play a show like that. We'd go back to Eugene at uh, Hi-Fi, which is now Sessions, and when we go back there, we pull like a pretty solid crowd, and it's like, it's our hometown, so it's like people are getting down, and the <laughs> energy is way up, <laughs> and I'll go into it like, one, two, three, four, and he's like, da 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 and he, he'll turn around, and both of them will turn around and look at me and be like, slow down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, sorry. Oh, yeah, this is really fun. <laughs> yeah, and that's interesting because it like puts you as the drummer into the position of being like the, uh, I, I'll say the adult. In the situation, yeah. or like sort of like the gatekeeper of the pace, right? Like, it's the, up the to you. Of the vibe, yeah. The key, like you set the tone, uh, you set the speed that everybody else goes to. And if mm-hmm. you don't, if you're fucking around, or you're going too fast, or you're not paying attention, like everything would be off. Yeah. Where it seems like some musical positions, they're allowed to be like really loose and whatever in different ways. Jam bands. Yeah. Yeah. One of the one of the best ways for me to realize that I'm playing too fast or too slow in a certain song is I'll look at the crowd and see if anybody's dancing, and if somebody's dancing, I'll match that tempo. Really? Yeah, it's the best way to just keep the crowd, you know, yeah. like with you. Because if you're playing to them, they're dancing to you, and it's like a weird symbiotic relationship. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and that's like one of the things that you guys are missing out on right now with these shows. Is you're just playing to a camera, and you have that's not there. Thanks, Facebook. <laughs> we get nothing back. <laughs> yeah. Bing. But yeah, I mean, it it is a symbiotic relationship. Go into that a little bit more. Playing live, what's that with the crowd? Oh, challenges, successes, fun. Yeah, favorite part. It always crowds are. Crowds can be tough sometimes, especially if it's like, you know, we're not the biggest band in the world and we're not playing at, you know, specific just music venues, you know, we're playing at bars and stuff and there's people trying to talk and we're playing too loud and it's like catering to your audience is one of the biggest things I've had to learn and I think all three of us have have grown a lot in it, but it's it's great. Our mission when we play a show is if we can get one person dancing, then we've succeeded. That's what we always say every time. Well, well we, at least we got that guy dancing. At least we got that couple <laughs> dancing. Even if there's nobody there, you know. Yeah. But, um, yeah, when when you're playing in front of a crowd and they're digging it and the, and, and the eye contact between people, you know, getting down, looking up at you on stage, and you're just like, yeah, it's it's great. I love it. It's, yeah. it's, it's the best part, I think. Yeah, it's cool. It's like the relationship between the artist and the viewer. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you're making art, but without the viewer, then you're just like up there making noise. <laughs> yeah, you're just like, what's what is it about? It's like um, I've had this thought about like it feels very profound. Okay, so this is it. I'm gonna tell a story, okay. and we'll see if it makes any sense. Right. But like, okay, so one of the most profound moments that I have experienced at Burning Man was uh it was like four in the morning the, the night was like kind of winding down or walk me and friends were just walking out in the desert and we come up on this like person standing there playing the trumpet like to themselves in the middle of this like in the middle of nowhere with mm. some lights on them and i was just like it's just so crazy because i mean we were there to hear it but when we walked away, no one was there to hear it, and it's like this show for nobody. But he was still out there but doing he, it. Yeah, and like it made me think about humans in general, humanity on this planet, and like art and on the bigger picture. Like we're making this art, but without each other, then you're just basically like sending a radio wave into space, and whoa, no one's there to get it. And what's like 
if a tree falls in the forest and no one's there to hear it, is right. it does it make a sound? Does it make does it have any importance or anything at all? And like like it's all so what it really is is like a communication. Yeah. It's an expression of Absolutely. like hey, I exist. Yeah. And I think this is beautiful. Right? Yeah. I love that. <laughs> That's a wild thought. Right? Yeah, but when you said that like He's just putting, like, nobody's there. He's just putting waves out, you know? That's, that's me at 2 a.m. when I'm trying to fall asleep and a song enters my head. That's yeah. that guy out in the desert. Yeah. You know, maybe. Totally. Who knows? Totally. <laughs> maybe you're picking up what he was putting out. Yeah, exactly. Maybe yeah. at that weird, on a molecular, universal level, yeah. our paths crossed mentally. <laughs> it's a movie or some shit waiting to Right, right. It kind of feels like, uh, I don't know, yeah, inter, interstellar-ish yeah. to me. Everybody's interconnected. Uh-huh. I don't know. I don't know. Mental wavelength. I like to think. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. How, like, uh, yeah, I mean, it's thought that, like, we're connected in so many different ways. And, like, one, there's this one book called The Field, which is about this whole like basically an interconnect like like we're actually in a sea we think that this is air like thin air um but it's actually like a sea of energy um you know that that our thoughts and our and that like there's so much more on like an energetic level going on like we can actually read each other's minds more than we realize that we can and yeah. if, we, if we focus on that then um we can tune into those things and there's all these different ways that they scientifically test it if you if you want to get into it read yeah, the field it was a, a great really interesting book talking about like the connection of plants and like the consciousness of plants and how we can actually like communicate back and forth in ways that are like subtle on a subtle level i need to but, figure that out because my plant is dying yeah man connect with it i feel bad see what's I going on talk to her. light water dirt attention Attention. Energy. Consistency. Plants yeah. love consistency. I might be fucking that one up. You're a drummer, man. Think of it as a beat. Yeah. You gotta give it a beat. <laughs> what else do you geek out on in terms of drums? Like, what What are the... What, what makes... Okay. There's a million drummers out there. What makes you unique in terms of drumming? Or what is your... What is a unique perspective on drumming that you have? Um... I don't know, man. I think what what my appeal is, I'm not the most technically sound drummer that's ever lived. You're by, pretty fucking by technical, far. Though. I like to think I suck <laughs> in that aspect because not that I suck, but there are people out there that literally just, you know, they take technique to a level that is unsurpassable, you know. And But with me, I think the appeal is the live aspect like what happens during what 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 I may be able to come with on the up on the spot yeah. you know kind of like a, a ginger baker or a John Bonham type drummer and less of like a there's this guy Mike Mangini I don't know if anybody out there has ever listened to Dream Theater but this guy specifically he can do that with his with one hand da, 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 like crazy fast like Jeez. his technique is just out of this world but those guys are so technical that when it comes to like writing music I think that it, it gets so technical and less about the feeling yeah. you know what I mean and, and, it, and it all becomes written down on paper that the the, the feeling of the actual like you know the essence of creativity gets a little bit lost yeah in that and i think my my one of my favorite things to do is jam you know my one of my favorite bands of all time is the chili peppers yeah and all of their songs are you know they're originated from a jam they just get into a room and they make shit up yeah and, <laughs> and it's like it's great and that's you know that's kind of how i want to be that's awesome I mean, I feel like that's what I go for as an artist, too. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there's a lot of people that are so technically good, and they just, like, geek out on the technicality. But, yeah. like, 
uh, one thing that I say to my painting assistant is like, let's not lose the effect. Like the effect is the most important thing. The technicality isn't. And so we can spend 10 years on this painting diving into the technicality, but is it going to push the effect any mm -hmm. farther along? Is maybe it be a little bit, beautiful? maybe not. Yeah. yeah. Is it going to be worth the time and energy to put into that, to, ch to change it that way? Like, the effect is the most important thing. Right. Do they teach that in art school? They is kind that, of... Is that one of those things they kind of skim over? No, I think that's one of those things that they leave up to you. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of what they do in art school, at least in the one I went to, which I really liked, was I feel like they took... Like, the teachers sat back and let you just do what you do, and then they would push you along and, and like... Point you guide you yeah. yeah okay you're really good at this let me challenge you with this let me push you with this let me like see where you'll go and so everybody at the end of the semester was like totally unique and in different fields of what they were doing and thinking right and um sure um we're just having a little uh walk through Today we're recording in a different spot, so um, we've got a little little walkthrough person here. No worries, we're back to it. A little toilet flush here in a little sec. Little toilet flush here in a sec. Um, <laughs> shit, where did we go? Yeah. All right. Okay. So like, and then questions like, what makes? I would say that one thing that makes an artist unique is what they question, or like what musical or art artistic like element they really are like pushing or questioning or you know like going against mm -hmm. does that make sense and does yeah. that does that apply to you as a drummer yeah i think i resonate with that what 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 is your thing that you like i work on there i'm a rebel against pop music yeah i think for the most part i've always been that way growing up you know I was like oh you listen to that you're such you're such a what's the word conformist <laughs> you know yeah so like for me I like to I like to think like that doesn't make me any cooler better than anybody else but it's just like being different is is my is my main goal I think to make something unique you know we're we're in we're in the San Diego reggae scene he just did air quotes. <laughs> but our music is, is very much, you know, more rock, reggae-esque and very, like, dirty funk, which is very different. Yeah. And, like, we like to keep it that way, you know? I think, I think my, my main point here is it's important to go through the struggle of creating your own path rather than following a formula that's guaranteed success and not coming up with anything, you know, like with your own unique twist on something. Yep. And if you're trying to do something that has already been done or is existing already, mm -hmm. then you're just copying the form of somebody else. Or, or even if you're trying to recreate something you did before, you're still just trying to copy your own form. Yeah. And then, and you're not like in the present moment doing what, jamming. Right. With what, what is. Right, exactly. Other than, you know, taking a strong a song structure that's been made a million times. Yeah. And just doing it again. We like to we like to get a little weird. Yeah. Yeah. So that yeah, I like to be weird. That's, yeah. That's my main my main goal. You guys are good at being weird. You guys push the weird in a nice way. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Everybody who's listening should jump on their Instagram and uh check them out. The resonators and uh with an eye. The Resonators music. That's right. Resonators music. Uh, and just just check out the weird. It's really fun. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm going to switch gears now into what is your definition of art? I'm going to ask you a few questions. Okay. That's the first one. What's, what's your definition of art? Hmm. My definition of art is creating something that either... is beautiful or, or shocking. And I think it's, it's all self-expression. I think art is self-expression. Yeah. 
Good answer. That was good. <laughs> I mean, it, like, I love it. It's just straight to the point. It's like we were saying earlier. Like, it's an expression of what, who you are, what you are, what what's going on. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. And again, like going back to that that thought of like, just one person expressing something and sending it out into space and just like hoping that somebody else picks it up. You know, it's like, like there's, there's this, this vac, we all live in these vacuums, you know, we are an individual consciousness and then like I am and you are, I mean, maybe we're all one, who Mm -hmm. knows, but like in this reality, we are all these separate individuals and we're all just like in our own little lives. And so then like art is something where I'm like, hey, I'm reaching out to you to tell you like what I'm thinking or what I'm seeing or feeling or whatever. Here's my perspective on life. Yeah. Yeah. And that expression is art. When is it not art? Is there like, Mm. like can an expression not be art? I don't know. That's a hard one. Like what if someone expresses like aggression towards someone else? Would that be considered art? I think that's the wrong way to express it. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, aggression towards, you know, an inanimate object, yes, I would say. Right. Of course. Especially if it's done. I call this one hole in the wall. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it was made with my fist. Yeah. (laughs) Well, right there, it comes down to, like, what's your intention? Is your intention to, like, just destroy someone or something? Or is, is it to is, express yeah. a frustration is, is by it, destroying something? Yeah. Is hatefulness art? I don't know. It doesn't feel good. Uh-uh. Art's supposed to make you feel good. But also art's supposed to make you realize, you know, things in life. Yeah. All the bad shit that's going on. Right. Like protests right now. It seems like, I mean, those are expressions. Those are expressing frustrations and all these different things like that's I mean our protests are I think they're so. nonviolent they're yeah. yeah like yeah totally there's so much art in a protest all the different signs all the clever definitely you know slogans yep when you're talking about the micro like small element and then in the big picture like this is like a big yeah collective art piece really yeah it's like you know if you take a photo of uh, a crowd doing a protest and you look at that side by side so you know one of those one of those canvas things you would do on a computer with like all the faces of somebody yep. you know like make an image out of that like it's kind of the same thing it's like yeah like a mosaic yeah exactly right yeah <laughs> that's mm-hmm. I like this I like where this is going um okay next question if you were to go back and give yourself advice, this is funny because most people I interview are older than you. Mm-hmm. So this, like, the, the gap between this question is yeah. bigger. But if you were to go back and give yourself advice from, like, 10 to 15 years old, uh, what would that be? 10 to 15 years old? It's only, like, seven years ago. Yeah, I'm 23. <laughs> I'm barely an adult. Yeah. Well, this is good. I mean, that's, that's one thing that I want to talk to everybody from all different walks of life and different yeah. perspectives because everybody does art in their own way. Mm-hmm. And like you're just at the beginning phase of your life, but you're definitely making art, doing art, adding it in. So, yeah, I think I would just tell myself to shut up and listen. Mm. To whom? To everyone around me to to people that are different than me to to people you think you're better than to people you may have walked on in your life you aren't shit (laughs) mr sanders (laughs) you know like those are the things i've learned in my few years of adulthood (laughs) is to just you know be be a better person shut up and listen shut up and listen Man, I wish I would have done that too. Yeah, I would. That would be great advice for my teenage self. How would you react? Like, myself just told me to shut up and listen. Like, <laughs> you just sit down and cry. Like, what do you? Oh, yeah. You would feel kind of like god smacked because you're like, well, for one, I just got visited my by my older self. That's yeah, crazy. What's going on there? First of all, <laughs> first off, <laughs> second off, he told me to shut up and listen. 
So I'm going to just sit here for a little bit. <laughs> I, I think if I was 15 and would have shat up and listened and just absorbed more information about the world in general, I mean, growing up in a small farm town of 6,000 people, you're bound to have a shallow point of view on life. Mm-hmm. Not bound to, but the way I was, perhaps, maybe a little bit shallow-minded, but... Yeah, I think it's I think it's good advice for somebody young. Yeah. Oh yeah. I could have avoided running my head through so many brick walls, metaphorical brick walls mm-hmm. had I done that. And uh yeah, there's and there's, uh, there's so many people are just like willing to give you their insight and their experience. And if we just ask, they'll yeah. tell you. Yeah, I still struggle with that. I still, you know, there's there's so many opportunities by just getting to know people and like not not even making like you know friends but like I think we were talking about it the last time you were at the barbecue you know just having those having those people that you could call up and keep in and check it in with yeah 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 at 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 a certain point in time yeah so it's all about making those those contacts networking you know being a good person yeah and like uh like one of my buddies I just talked to him today He's starting up a small business, and I was like, dude, these three books are huge. I wish I would have read them when I was getting started. You have to read these books. And, uh, and you know, and then he's always giving me these ideas, and I'm always asking him for, for advice. And we're like, we've known each other since we were six, hmm. and we're still best of friends. Yeah. And it's like, we're all, like, we can always just, like, learn from each other yeah. and grow That's with each other. About. It's like, yeah. and he's... I run into walls and then he learns from it and vice versa. Yeah, it's sharing experience, I think. The knowledge of living through an experience or a failure or learning something is one of the most valuable things you can get from somebody. Totally. Yeah. Lessons are expensive and time, energy, and money. You can let other people pay for them and then you learn from them. Yeah, exactly. Rather than doing the same stupid thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that was one of my biggest weaknesses as a young person was like I think it's, yeah. trying to do it all myself. One of mine too. You gotta be able to put yourself out there. Yeah. And and you know be vulnerable to the fact that you are the one trying to learn and not be self conscious about it. Yeah. I think a lot of times I find myself in a position where I feel like you know why do I need to feel this way? in order to, to grow as a person. I could just learn it on my own or something like that. You know right. what I mean? Like, it's yeah. interesting. It's interesting just learning these these different nuances of life. Yeah. Yeah. But it's understandable because when you're a kid, you know, everyone's telling you to grow up and you want to, like, seem... So our natural inclination is to try to seem like we're more grown up. Yeah. And one thing that I think we, in like, think from that perspective is if I ask for advice, it makes me seem like I don't know what's going on. So I'm not. I'm just not going to ask. Exactly. And so then you go through and you don't know. And there's always that person that chuckles at your question. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, what is that? You don't know? Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, uh, dick. <laughs> it's tough because, like, we really are raised by our friends and our, like... Like, kids are raised by kids a lot of the time by, like, having conversation with them. And that's mm-hmm. a kid response to some to something, like, yeah. to make fun of them for not knowing something. Whereas, like, if you came to me and you're like, hey, what's this and that? And I'd be like, oh, yeah, let me tell you. Like, yeah. you obviously haven't learned yet. So, like, that, and that's not your fault. Yeah. I'm here to enlighten you. Yeah, I think it's it's one of those things. Kids I are shitty. Kids are dicks, dude. <laughs> Kids are the worst. I, I always think it's exciting when I when I get the chance to teach somebody something. Totally. Yeah. It's a great feeling sharing. Yeah. Knowledge. Exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, my last question is, what is the most impactful piece of media that you have come across? This can be a book, a podcast, an essay, a, a song, anything you want. Like, what... What one thing has rocked you in a, in a good way or a powerful way? And this could be, like, recently, or it could be, like, your all-time favorite book or your all-time favorite song. Um, the first thing that 
comes to mind is a, a Rush album. Neil Peart, rest in peace, is one of the best drummers of all time. And he just passed away recently. Okay. But they're, they're whenever I listen to their music, um, it just, it's, it's very powerful. And it, it just, it shows, it just lights a fire under my ass, you know, whenever I listen to like that band and him playing the drums. Which Rush album? Um, I can't remember it off the top of my head for some reason. I That's think okay. Images. We, we can put it in the show notes. I will tell you. Moving Pictures. Moving Pictures by Rush. Best album of all time. Whoa. All right. Best album. I'll check it, it out. Um, yeah. I think, I think that's my answer. Awesome. It's inspiring. What about you? Something um, recently? Yeah, recently. I mean, there's the, so these three books that I were recommended to me, and the, the main one was called Profit First, and it's like a new way of looking at how to run a small business in terms of the finances, mm-hmm. because I never learned any of this stuff. I've just been picking it up as I go along. And um, the normal model is just kind of like, it just doesn't leave, it's just not a good equation. And this, this model that he proposes in Profit First, it builds in your profit, your owner's pay, your taxes, and then your expenses are at the bottom. Mm-hmm. They're after that. So the idea is that if you, if, is it, if you have your expenses be the last thing and the smallest thing, then you use that, you budget it. And then whatever's not outside of your budget, you'll get creative to figure out. Hmm. Whereas if you do it the other way, so you have like your income comes in, your money comes in, and then you buy the things that you need. Right, and then like a regular budget. Yeah, what's left over is taxes, and then after that Save. is your pay. Yeah, okay. Then like you might not end up getting paid. Right. And, and then you might have more stuff, more expenses than you need to actually get by. So it's like a more frugal way of looking at it. Interesting. And um, yeah, I'm really excited about the whole yeah. process. I'm already thinking very different than I was. I'll have to check that out. Before that. That was one of them that I recommended to Kyle. Okay. And then, yeah, this guy Mike Michalowicz is the, art, is the author. And it's that one. And then Clockwork is about how to run your business smoothly. And then... Toilet Paper Entrepreneur is uh, just like... Great name. Things to look at. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Huh. And that idea, it kind of goes along with that expense budget. If you, if you walk into the bathroom, you can do your business, and then there's three pieces of toilet paper, you'll make it work. Right. Right? You'll make it work. So that's like the Toilet Paper Entrepreneur. As an entrepreneur, if you like think of it in terms of, we'll make it work, and then you like have a small budget or like go with... You like... It's a resourceful way of looking at it. Right. So it's like, yeah, I definitely recommend it to you guys and to everybody. I wish I would have read these books before I started live wedding art and mm-hmm. you know, like net, but I'm happy that it's happening now. Yeah. It's only one way to learn all this shit, man. That's right. Just doing it. And that's what this podcast is about. Helping out the people do what they do yeah, best. I love it. <laughs> this is great. Yeah. But you you liked awesome. it? Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Uh, do this again sometime. Fuck yeah. Uh, it'd be fun to have all three of you guys yeah, we should. on one interview. Yeah. Um, so That'd we'll, be a hoop. Yeah, it would be a <laughs> damn hoop. We'll, uh, we'll make a thing out of it. That'd be really cool. Let's do that. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, let's see. This is the time where I acknowledge my guests for coming on and, and uh, you know, talk to why you're here. And You guys are just awesome. You guys are really fun to watch. You Thanks. guys, one of the coolest things for me <laughs> for selfish reasons is that like it's been really fun to watch you guys progress mm-hmm. you know and like uh the songs and in, in the shows have gotten so much more dynamic mm-hmm. and you guys are getting like you're all developing as humans and like it's like watching plants grow and like and then especially because i like throw in a little fertilizer every yeah. once in a while yeah, so i get to see sure how do. you guys are like absolutely growing yeah. new shoots all the time yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh thanks man and, uh yeah man i i it's like it's just fun to watch and I, I 
definitely say that like you're doing it right by just going all in mm-hmm. and like seeing how far you can take it and and with the right ideas and all the right structural stuff like it's gonna work out one way or the other and I think so and, it's, and it, like the main thing is you're putting out new music and new art all the time yep you guys have a new album that you're working on and recording and we are gonna be hitting the studio it's gonna be an EP be about five, so that's like five or six five songs. songs okay cool. five or six depending yeah. uh, on how much shit we get done yeah um yeah, we're going to be hitting the studio uh, the 6th of July for about a few days here and there. Sweet. Um, we're really excited. A new song I just recently wrote is going to be on it. And we have another brand new song, the one I was telling you about. Kevin brought his cool little bass line in. We just knocked that out yesterday, just finished writing it. Nice. And uh, and a couple of Living With Lions is going to be on there. We've already released that as a single. so Yeah. It should be out hopefully this fall would be cool but i don't know yeah sweet exciting yeah and we got we got some cool videos we're releasing on youtube as well yeah the beauty of living ep we just finished recording it all live so now i'm editing it and we're mixing it and putting sprinkling them on youtube cool yeah so people can follow you on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube? Yep, all, all the Resonators. Okay. Spotify, Apple Music. And that's Resonators, R-E-S-I-N-A-T-O-R-S. That's right. Okay, cool. Well, we got a minute and a half. What else you got? You want to sing a song? Sure. What song do you know? I don't really know. <laughs> Why don't you sing a song? I'm gonna pull a Kyle here. Okay. And go with a. Build me up, Buttercup, baby, won't you let me down? Keep going. <laughs> I don't know the rest of the words. <laughs> I don't either. That's why I'm the around. drummer, man. <laughs> but you have a good voice. I I try. You have a good voice, and it's cool. I mean, like, and that's what I say. Like, you guys are always hanging out, just like singing, and yeah. like harmonizing with each other. It's like, dude. <laughs> Yeah, you guys are like making it happen, and like you guys, uh, it's funny sometimes when I describe you, it's like uh, it's like a reggae funk with a little bit of Beach Boys, yeah, mixed in there. Yeah, you're the only one who says that. I love that. But then, yeah, like the Beach Boys. There's a really great movie about the Beach Boys uh, that came out like four or five years ago. I, think I saw part of that. I, it was, I don't know if I finished. Those it. guys went hard. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you think of the Beach Boys like, oh yeah, Beach Boys, fun in the sun. Yeah, like, exactly. They were in the '60s, going hard. Yeah, in the studio and and on drugs. Playing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, we got eight seconds. Um, I'd say that's about it. Thanks for having me, dude. Dude, thanks for being here. So that, my friends, was Brock Sanders. Now, Brock is in the band The Resonators. You just heard us talk about it. Uh, That's at Resonators on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all over the place. Go check them out. They're a lot of fun. They are, I mean, you want to watch a band that's making moves and has an upward vision. Um, These guys are really fun to follow along with and see where they're going. Um, Yeah, that... That interview was a lot of fun. I love, I love talking philosophy and art and the nature of reality and how it all interplays with different artistic pursuits. And that one was a good example of it. Um, so, yeah, I hope you're enjoying this as much as I am. <laughs> I get to basically just record interviews with friends and family and people that I look up to and respect. So I'm having a blast here. Uh, At very least, there is that. Um, But I'd love to hear what you think about it. Uh, Do you have any critiques? Like we talked about in that episode, critique makes us better. So if you have any critiques, um, other than how many times I say um in a sentence, well, you can critique me on that. That's fine. I shouldn't be doing that. But yeah, any critique you want to send to me, please do it. I'd love to hear from you. If you have any ideas for people you want me to interview uh, that you have a connection with that you can set up, I would be all ears. 
basically anyone who's making moves in their field of creativity, whatever that may be. Creativity comes in all different sizes, shapes, packages. So I'm open to it all. And I think that that might be it. So thank you very much for listening. I really appreciate it. Uh, Share it. Love it. Download it. Subscribe. And take care. Cheers.